depend on beachgoers to survive. Facebook denies the claims, but Facebook employee turned whistleblower Francis Haugen was on CBS's 60 Minutes last night telling Scott Pelley fanning hate speech and the misinformation that undermines democracy has effectively become the social media giant's business model. Misinformation, angry content yeah. is enticing to people and keep, enticing. keeps them on the platform. Yes. Facebook has realized that if they change the algorithm to be safer, people will spend less time on the site, they'll click on less ads, they'll make less money. Some of the world's richest and most powerful people really wish you didn't know about the latest leak of millions of sensitive financial records. Pandora Papers are financial documents leaked by the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists based in Washington, D.C. The papers involve some 35 current and former national leaders and hundreds of officials in 91 countries. More than 700 Pakistanis are named in the papers, and Pakistan's opposition is calling for their resignations. The papers also disclosed offshore accounts and properties owned by Jordan's King Abdullah. A palace spokesman says that information had not previously been disclosed due to privacy and security concerns. Linda Kenyon, CBS News. And the Nobel Prize for Medicine goes to... David Julius and Ardem Pataputian for their discoveries of receptors for temperature and touch. In Houston, shock and grief after three valet parking attendants were killed by a car involved in a police chase. Dawit Waldo knew one of the victims, 18-year-old Fenon Michaud. He was such a, a kind, nice, but most importantly, very responsible kid. Problems at PetSmart. Bianca Augustin is with United for Respect. PetSmart leaders have described being overworked, perpetually understaffed, and grossly underpaid. And virtually all of them are worried about the level of care they're able to provide to the animals. A number of PetSmart employees called leaders at the chain point to reports that dog deaths linked to its outlets have doubled since a corporate takeover in 2015. This is CBS News. If you're checking for fever, the leading sign of COVID-19, beware of dangerously inaccurate non-contact thermometers. Instead, learn about Exergen at exergen.com. Maureen saved big shopping epic daily deals at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. And with her brand new tableware, everyone's welcome at Maureen's table. All of her family, friends, even her neighbor with the pet. Hey, has anyone seen a ferret around here? Found it. Dig into Amazon's epic daily deals. Spend less, smile more. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Barbie's trading her ball gowns for a spacesuit. A Barbie doll version of Italian astronaut Samantha Cristoforetti launched on a recent zero-gravity flight with members of the European Space Agency to celebrate World Space Week. Mattel is honoring women in the industry this week and says it hopes to inspire young girls to consider careers in STEM fields, space and science, technology, math, and engineering. The doll is a mini mirror image of Cristoforetti, who's currently in training for her next mission to the International Space Station in 
April. Monica Ricks, CBS News. And finally, tell me you haven't done it. Photographed your food. Well, Georgia Southern University researchers say diners who photograph their meals take longer to feel full and are more likely to want a second serving. Surveys suggest almost 70% of millennials, those born in the 80s and 90s, regularly share images of food online before eating it. Past studies have shown photographing your food appears to make it taste better. I'm Vicki Barker, CBS News. Pro football season's here, and pro roofers save valuable time with Beacon Pro Plus. Beacon Pro Plus works 24-7 for material ordering, order history, and automated promotion tracking, so you can get your favorite GAF roofing products even when working remotely. And now, order on Beacon Pro Plus and get a $175 gift card and a chance for a VIP pro football getaway. Gear up and raise your game with Beacon Pro Plus today. Build, score, and win at BECN.com. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Companies. If you thought you missed your chance to refinance and save, think again. Mortgage rates have recently dropped below 3%, and Rocket Mortgage can help you save big. You could lower your monthly payment and prepare yourself for a better financial future. But you've got to act now. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Conditions apply. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Eclipse Company Restaurant and Store in the Plains is open Wednesday and Thursday, 3 to 8. Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9, and Sundays, 12 to 7. Stop in for live music Wednesdays and Thursdays, and Eclipse is located at 11309 Jackson Drive. Take exit 682 to the Plains, then turn onto Johnson Road. Again, that's 11309 Jackson Drive, right off Johnson Road. Eclipse Company Restaurant and Store is the best hidden restaurant in Southeast Ohio. Barbecue, beers, and good times. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH and 97.1 FM. That's it, 57 Chevy? Cars, cars, cars. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you think you'd like to win, but you can't, it's almost a cinch you won't. Life's battle doesn't always go to the stronger or faster man, but sooner or later, the person who wins is the one who thinks he can. Single game tickets on sale now at Bengals.com. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe. Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress. 59373. That's 5937393. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC 
Project Rise. Stay on top of the news every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's really not, it's the, not Kim the Kim and Ruth Show. Show. It's really... <laughs> I don't know. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. I-N-E-P-T, Tech, two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, you've returned from Seashore State where your oysters played their fifth game of the season. I'm wondering what kind of game it was. Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, Oysters played a real fine ball game offensively and defensively. And, boy, them uh, Seesaw State fellers played a fine ball game. They gave us a fine ball game. So what all the fans who came to see the game, seen what everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. I understand this is where Coach Shark Sheffield whose secretary Sue Salisbury sells seashells. At Wait a the minute. Bo- we ain't got that much time. This is only a five-minute program. Could we get a score on the ball game, Coach? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because it is a real sore spot, literally, about what the score of that ball game was. You know, we got beat. I believe it was 66 and zip, but there was what you call ex- extenuating circumstances. Well, could you explain that a little bit uh, more in detail for us? Well, you see, what happened was we was breaking in a brand-new driver going in 1937 Packard on this road trip, good old uh, uh, Skid Crawford. You know, I call him good old Skid Crawford. He'll be good old Skid Crawford unless he messes up again. You know, he was supposed to have packed all the uniforms in the Packard going on the way over there to the beach, and he didn't pack a single one of them rascals. And, and I'll be dogged if we got there, and we didn't. And we had to play, all of our boys had to play without their uniform shirts on. And I'm telling you, it's hot, and that sun was out at the beach, and all of our boys got sunburned. We didn't bring no sunburn lotion. And by the time halftime rolled around, they were so sunburned, they couldn't make a tackle. They couldn't complete a pass. They couldn't make a running play. They couldn't do nothing without getting killed out there. And, and I'm real disappointed with the way that ball game turned out. Sounds like a terrible situation, Coach. We'll talk more about it right after we pause for this message. Uh, Oh, good old Skid. He forgot those uniforms. Well, the Art Turf Show is proudly brought to you by something else. Raw, raw, raw. It's good for the blood, safer than sugar, good for yoga, destroys bacteria, and is an energy food. It is raw, raw, raw honey. Coach Turf, I know a 66 to nothing loss must be tough to take, but you were telling me about some extenuating circumstances, a, a big home field advantage for Seashore State. Well, that's right. You know, uh, not the least of which is their field what they play on. It's a surface that we ain't used to playing on. They 
of course, uh, use that advantage to everybody that plays over there. They got a lot of sand on their field. Ain't no question about it. And our boys ain't used to playing on it. Makes footing real treacherous, real sloppy. But they started at the ball game wanting us to play with a football that we ain't used to playing with. A, a ball that's a lot whiter than, than what you normally play with. And a ball that's a lot rounder than what they normally play with. And they tried to tell us that's the kind of ball they play with all the time out there on the beach. But we didn't want to play with that football. And that kind of got us a little upset. And, of course, then there was their cheerleaders over there. They was wearing a whole lot less than the cheerleaders what we're used to seeing over at our place you know uh, uh seeing them cheerleaders over there on the beach kind of reminded me of our statistic sheets you know them uh, statistic sheets and cheerleaders look a lot alike when they're wearing what they're wearing namely uh statistic sheets show a whole lot but then again they don't show everything be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Well, presently overcast outside, at least uh, here in Athens. 66 degrees, headed to 76. We could have a, a rain shower or two as the day develops. In fact, looking ahead this week, mercy, every day there's a mention of precipitation. Could be light, could be heavy, it just doesn't really say. Just a chance anyway. For, in fact, the first day they don't mention precipitation is uh, next Sunday, a week from uh, yesterday. All right, well, whatever. We have no real say in the matter as they as it goes. Anyway, the, um, let's see here. Today is the fourth day of October. Imagine that. Just seems like the last few months have been flying by. Yeah, it just seemed like we flipped the calendar to July or August. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Today, uh, October 4th. What is it? It's National Taco Day. Nothing, mm. wrong, nothing wrong with that. No. National Child Health Day. I'm in favor of that. Should be every day. National Cinnamon Bun Day. Again, a good one. National Vodka Day. I know a number of people who like vodka. I just I don't remember really the taste of it or anything. I, I, no big deal. It's just I don't know it. Anyway, National Golf Lovers Day. And finally, National Consignment. Consignment. That's where you sell something through another party? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you put it out there for sale, and then once it sells, then you get paid. I see. A lot of, uh, and there's a consignment clothes store at the flea market in, uh, well, just north of uh, Rockbridge. They do that. Folks bring their clothes in, 
put them up for sale, and then they get paid. I heard about um, my wife and some of her friends were talking about a very classy consignment store for women's clothing up in Columbus. And uh, I guess it's a popular thing. Well, historically speaking, what do we have? In the year 1537, on this date, the first complete English language Bible, also known as the Matthew Bible, is printed with translations by William Tyndale and Miles Coverdale. Coverdale. Hmm. 1537. 1582, the last Julian calendar day in Spain, Portugal, and pontifical states. To sync to the Gregorian calendar, 10 days are skipped, and the next date is October 15th. Huh. Okay. 1883, the Orient Express departs on its first official journey from Paris to Istanbul. Nineteen hundred in the final in a final confrontation around four thousand Ashanti A S H A N T I S are defeated by the British in the Gold Coast, also known as Ghana. Just a couple more here. In 1957, Soviet Union launches Sputnik the first. Sputnik 1. The first artificial Earth satellite to, uh, rather, into elliptical low Earth orbit. Yeah, and just think how many there are up there flying around now. Oh, the discussion about space junk? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And satellites being launched? 2006, WikiLeaks is launched. Julian Assange, right? Yes. Is the the creator of it. All right. What about uh, some famous birthdays? All right. uh, Typically, they have four people listed, and indeed, that's the case today. Two are still living. Let's go the farthest back. Um, The person they have pictured here is Rutherford B. Hayes. Mm, U.S. President. Born born on this date in 1822, you were going to say? From Ohio, I believe. Yes. And then he died in 1893. American lawyer and politician served as the 19th president of the U.S., from 1877 to 1881, after serving in the U.S. House of Representatives and as Governor of Ohio, born in Fremont, Ohio. Excuse me, Delaware. He passed in Fremont. I was going to say. I was going to say. Delaware Hayes High School was mm-hmm. named after him, I do believe. And there's a, uh, a memorial up there just north of Delaware, as I recall. Um, let's see here. Charlton Heston, the actor, 
Born in 1923 on this date, but died, oh, 10 years, well, golly, 12 years ago, I guess, in 2008. Yeah, I think a lot of people think of him when they think of the Ten Commandments, and he played Moses Mm -hmm. in that movie. Mm -hmm. Also, Ben-Hur. Two birthdays of living people. Um, Anne Rice, um, R-I-C-E, celebrating her 80th birthday today. Nice picture here. She is an American author of gothic fiction, Christian literature, and erotic literature. She is best known for her series of uh, novels, The Vampire Chronicles, Books from the Vampire Chronicles were the subject of two film adaptations and interview with the Vampire and Queen of the Damned. TV shows why we love vampires. I don't I want, I include wanna, myself in that. No, no. I I wonder if she has nightmares ever. I wonder if she got some of her subject material from nightmares. She looks nice. Anyway, uh, the last person in the way of birthdays today, Susan Sarandon, right? Ah. 75th birthday. And, uh, again, a nice-looking lady. Yeah, she's uh, an actress, an activist. She is the recipient of numerous accolades, including the Academy Award, a BAFTA Award, and an SAG Award, Screen Actors Guild, Mm -hmm. I believe. Mm Mm-hmm and has been nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award, six Primetime Emmy Awards, and nine Golden Globe Awards. Susan Sarandon. Movies, Thelma and Louise, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, Stepmom, and That's My Boy. Two deaths to mention today, and um, I'm going to need help with this first one. All right. Frederick Augusti Bartholdi, B-A-R-T-H-O-L-D-I. He was born uh, in 1834, but died on this date in 1904. What was the last name spelling again? B-A-R-T-H-O-L-D-I. Frederick Augusti Bartholdi. A French sculptor and painter who is best known for designing liberty enlightening the world, commonly known as the Statue of Liberty. Oh, my. Well. From the French. So he designed the Statue of Liberty. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. I'll try to remember that one for the future. The other death to mention uh, was someone I really enjoyed, particularly during college, Janis Joplin. Oh, yes. Who uh, was born in 1943, died on this date in 1970. Singer, of course. Yes. All right, let's see here. What's this last item? No, we don't need that. Okay, Scott... We had a lot of sports this week. We did, and before we get to that, this is OU Homecoming Week. I was going to get there. Honestly. Were you? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
but that, that's um you want to do sports yes sir. all right we'll do a wrap-up congratulations to head coach tim albin of the ohio university football bobcats they won their first game saturday they defeated uh, the Zippies of Akron 34-17. So way to go, Bobcats. Next up for the Bobcats is, uh, as was just mentioned, homecoming Saturday versus Central Michigan, 3.30 kickoff. And the Ohio State Buckeyes, big win at Rutgers, 52-13. They uh, still undefeated in the Big Ten, even though they lost to Oregon. Obviously, Oregon, a non-conference team and they are now ranked number seven in the AP poll. They jumped from 11 to seven. So they're headed back up there. I think there are at least three Big Ten teams now ranked in the top ten. Iowa, I think at number three. Penn State at four. And the Buckeyes at number seven. Hmm. The University of Cincinnati a big win at Notre Dame. In South Bend, Indiana, they defeated the Irish uh, by a score of about two touchdowns, I believe. 24-13, to 13, I think, was the final score. So Cincinnati Bearcats, coached by former Ohio State player and Ohio State interim coach Luke Fickle, is uh, jumping up in the rankings, too. I think they're ranked number six. And they are starting to talk about the college football playoffs in the Queen City. So uh, congratulations to them. Uh, sorry, Notre Dame fans, but uh, they could have played better than they did, put it that way. Michigan sets atop the Big Ten East at 2-0, and followed by Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State. Well, they're all at 2-0. and Michigan is 5-0 and overall, Penn State 5-0 and overall. And Iowa sits at the top of the Big Ten West at 5-0. and <clears throat> Miami of Ohio sits at the top of the MAC East, along with Kent State and Ohio, all at 1-0. and uh, Central Michigan coming in this week. Overall, they're 2-3 and three and 0-1. Oh and uh, the Cincinnati Reds finished their season yesterday with a win at Pittsburgh. Uh, there was speculation after the game, <clears throat> excuse me, of where some players may end up. Next year, whether they will be back with the Reds and some of them some pretty big names, too. So uh, we'll see what happens over the winter. Baseball playoffs start tomorrow with the wild card games. Let me let me just ask though, Cincinnati's season they have no postseason, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, they were in the hunt until about two weeks ago, and then St. Louis won about a billion games in a row and took over the Reds for the second wild card spot. St. Louis will travel to play last year's World Series champion, the Los Angeles Dodgers, tomorrow night for the wild card game, um, the play-in game, and uh, also the American League wild card game starts uh, is tomorrow with uh, the New York Yankees traveling, I believe, to Fenway Park to take on the Red Sox. Okay. Great TV time this year for sports fanatics like me (laughs) well and you know my wife was going a little nuts yesterday too um i mean we had um the football stuff 
The Browns? You watching the Browns? In, in yeah, in um, oh shucks, what's his name? Uh, the the Bengals played Thursday, Thursday night. They didn't play yesterday. Yeah, but you talking about Tom Brady? Yes, thank you. Last night. There it is. Yeah. Um, he doesn't play very good in the rain. Sometimes, most of the time. They won last night because New England missed the field goal. Mm-hmm. But it was the uh, first game for Brady back in New England. I was surprised how low scoring or tight the score was. Yeah, I was too. I thought it would be a lot more. I think the uh, ones who set the betting spread thought the same thing too. But uh, New England – or, excuse me, uh, Tampa Bay ended up winning that game by, what, three points I think it was? So your wife, yeah. Pat, was watching. She was getting excited about Brady being back? Yes. Yes, and I I didn't know where that came from, but I'm glad she enjoyed it. Oh yeah, well he as you know, uh, he played in New England for many many seasons. Mm-hmm. I think that may, maybe was was the only team he ever played for, until they chose not to sign him again, and Tampa Bay did, and you saw what happened last year. They won the Super Bowl. So anyway, with that, the Bengals have a big game coming up Sunday. They will host the Green Bay Packers who are one of the top teams in the NFL. So that'll be a good measuring stick to see where the Bengals really are this but, Sunday. But let's get back to Athens. Okay. We've got homecoming this week, we folks. Do. It's going to be fun. Um, I think the city recently announced there is not going to be a homecoming. I'm sorry, uh, not going to be a Halloween event. The block party. The yeah. block party, right. Um, and they were successful in preventing that last year, or I would have been questioning it this year, but they, they did a pretty good job of keeping that at bay. Yeah. Um, and this is COVID stuff. Um, but now the Halloween event, I'm sorry, the homecoming event, um, is going to be done carefully, but it's going to be nice. And homecoming parade, all that sort of thing. Um, and of course, Saturday afternoon, what three thirty? I think is the game. Yeah. Um, Pat and I are looking forward to attending that with some friends. So, yeah, Athens. Yeah. Parade, the parade is still on, from what I understand. Well, I, that, 10 o'clock. Didn't I say so? Uh, you talked about gonna, the block party, but I don't know if you mentioned the parade. I, I did. Did you? Yeah. Okay. And that, um, they, that we were having a parade. Okay. You know, they're going to do it as best they can, soci- uh, socially conscious of all that, you know, the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Well, you know, again, like I've mentioned Previously, even though the Bobcats lost their, what, first three games? Uh, first four games, actually. The, their schedule, what I'm looking at, looks like a, a very winnable remaining schedule with the exception of maybe two games. That being Miami and Toledo. I hate to say that, but I did about Miami. So we'll, we'll see no, how that plays no, wait out. Wait a minute. We only say it like that about Wyoming. Yeah. Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. Okay. 
So anyway, I, I think they coach Alvin. I spoke with him. I said good things are coming, and Saturday was the start of it. So go Bobcats. There you go. COVID. Ever heard of that? Unfortunately, yes. Oh, wait a minute. I've got another story here. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Okay, while you're looking there, we're going to try to have someone on um, or via phone interview maybe about uh, OU homecoming this week. We should maybe look into that. Who could we contact? Maybe your daughter might be able to point us in the right direction. I know we do have Otis this weekend. Okay. Maybe Not uh, weekend, I meant this Wednesday. week, yeah. Otis Crockman. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah, that'd be so, cool. But um, the New York Times this morning. Um, I tell you what, I, I look for any kind of positive information I can find. Because we just get hammered with so much negative. But the lead story says new COVID cases in the United States have fallen by more than a third in the past month. Amen. Um, Now, before I go into more detail with that, let's just do our statistics. Okay. Uh, As of yesterday afternoon at 2 o'clock, Each day at 2 o'clock is when they update all their data. At least the sources I use. World population. There have been a total of 235 million cases in the world. which represents 2.99%. So 3% of our net, our world's population has had COVID. Um, now, worldwide, 45.6% of the population is now vaccinated. There we go. of the world vaccinated. Worldwide, the number of deaths, 4.8 million. Wow. Um, Just just yesterday, 3,448 new deaths. The day before, 9,986. These numbers do jump around. Anyway, let's go on. Um, Active cases right now worldwide, 18,320,425 cases. The recovery, 212 million people, 544,259, or 90.18% of 
those that have gotten it are today recovered. Okay, let's do the same sort of thing for the United States. For the United States, we have a population of 330, almost 333 million people. Thus far, 44,000, I'm sorry, no, 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 44,514,000 people have contracted COVID. That is 13% of our nation's population. Deaths, we've had 719,915, which is 1.62%. Currently active cases, 9,857,000. Recovered, 33 million. Three hundred and I'm sorry, thirty three million nine hundred and thirty six thousand seven ninety seven have had it but now recovered. Okay, state of Ohio. We have eleven point seven million people living here. Um, so far, we've had 1,429,000, almost 430,000 cases. That it would be 12.2% of our state's population have caught COVID. Currently active, 142,000. So 10% of the total are still active. We have 9,543 in a ICU unit. We have, um, did I say 9543? I hope so. 9,543 are in ICU, 148 are in the hospital, but not in ICU. Now, six, let's see here. No. 1,287,000 Ohioans, that's 90% of those who have gotten it, have recovered. Vaccination rate for the state of Ohio, 54.14%, meaning 6,328,000 people have been vaccinated in our state of Ohio, over half. Oh, for the first time in a long time, the median age of the person that has caught it dropped one year. So it, 
we were sitting at 40 years of age as the median age for a long time. As of yesterday, it dropped to 39 years of age. And, of course, you have to guess that, or assume, rather, that as things have come along for the younger people, approval of this, approval of that, uh, that's only natural that it would show up, the numbers would drop to a younger crowd, Slowly. All right, Athens, and then we're done. 65,000-plus people live here. We have had a total of 7,349 cases. That's 11 and a quarter percent. There were 13 new cases just yesterday. The day before, 28 new cases. The day before that, 85 new cases. Folks, you know, these trends, you can't really hang your hat on, but I I like it when I can tell you about it. So, total cases so far, 7,349. That's an 11 and a quarter percent of our county's population. 259 are in the hospital at the present time. There are some others being recovered uh, at home because their cases are mild, sort of. Total recovery rate thus far, though, is 89% of everybody that has caught it, which is 6,577 are we now recovered. Vaccination rates. 30,882. So in our county, we're at 47 and a quarter percent. Uh, I don't understand. I'd like to see our vaccination rate up there closer to 60%. But it's at 47.27%. Death rate, we've had 66 deaths. It's been that way for several days in a row now. Again, if I compared Athens to the rest of the state of Ohio, we should have had 642 more active cases if our statistics uh, were, were identical. Yesterday, Scott, I had another shot. Another one? Yeah. Now, was it liquid or? Yes. Okay. It was my annual flu shot. Oh. You know, let's not forget about these regular shots that we take, folks. That's right. Um, yeah, it's one thing you haven't heard much about with COVID now is, you know, the, the flu running wild. Yeah, so... Let's see, you got flu shot. Shingles. Shingles. Pneumonia. No, no, shingles you don't have to do every year. Pneumonia. Yes. But those sort of things, I've never missed one. I have a little tiny spreadsheet 
on my computer and it's also on my phone of the date and place that I got it. And so on and so forth. Alright. But I got my flu shot yesterday. Well, good for you. I'm going to be getting mine, too. There you go. Okay, so we mentioned the New York Times and the fact that they uh, had a headline this morning saying uh, COVID cases in the U.S. have fallen by more than a third in the past month. Um, COVID-19 is once again in retreat. This is a nationwide report. The reasons remain somewhat unclear, and there is no guarantee that the declining caseloads will continue. But the turnaround is now large enough and been going on long enough to, des to deserve attention. Amen. So the number of new daily cases in the United States has fallen 35% since September 1st. Worldwide cases have also dropped more than 30% since late August. These declines are consistent with a pattern that regular readers of this newsletter will recognize. COVID's mysterious two-month cycle. Since the COVID virus began spreading in late 2019, cases, cases have fallen... No, no, no. Cases have often surged for about two months sometimes because of a variant like Delta, and then declined for about two months. Epidemiologists do not understand why. Many popular explanations like seasonality or the ebbs and flows of social distancing are clearly insufficient if not wrong. The two-month cycle has occurred during different seasons of the year and occurred even when the human behavior was not changing in obvious ways. So, the most plausible explanations involve some combination of virus biology and social networks. Perhaps each virus variant is especially likely to infect some people, but not others. And once many of the most vulnerable have been exposed, the virus recedes. And then perhaps a variant needs about two months to circulate through an average-sized community. Well, human behavior does play a role, with people often becoming more careful once caseloads begin to rise. But social distancing is not as important as public discussion of the virus often imagines. 
We've ascribed far too much human authority over the virus. That according to a Michael Osterholm, who's an infectious disease expert at the University of Minnesota. The recent declines, for example, have occurred even as millions of American children have again crowded into school buildings. Well, this is a well-written story. I recommend it to you. You may find it on the web under the New York Times the morning report. Okay, what about this pipeline that ruptured out in Orange County? Um, it has caused an enormous oil spill. Son Paul lives there. This is just north of him by five miles. Um, it is a beach I know almost like the back of my hand. I see the pictures and I can't believe it. How terrible. Yes. Um... They have it stopped. Uh, there are people, um, you know, engineers that are scuba type folks and all of that, trying to figure out what went wrong. So that it won't happen again. All right. So do is it um, clear what happened? No, uh, the underwater I've, pipeline yes, exploded or something. Burst. Okay. That's all we have. One hundred twenty-six thousand gallons of oil. Before they could get it depressurized. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we have about nine minutes left today. Let's see here. I guess I've done enough off this report. Okay. What is one of my weaknesses? <laughs> That's not a good thing to ask on the air, is it? I hesitate to answer that okay. one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how long my... that list would be. <laughs> or short. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, you've heard the expression of foodie. Right? Ah, yes. We are that. Um, it is so nice to have an assortment of nice meals. Must they all cost 50 bucks? No. Uh, foodies. First of all, in my family, I'm not the, the ultimate foodie. Those of you that know Jackie, my daughter, she is the ultimate foodie. I would never have guessed that. Oh, yes, you would. I thought it would would have been you, hands down. No, no. 
But I'm not a far second. All right. Okay. That would be with hands up. Okay. <laughs> so we came across a story this morning entitled tw- 2021's Best Foodie Cities in America. Well, obviously, I had to bring it in. <laughs> See, Americans today apply the term foodie to anyone who loves gourmet dining. But foodie culture isn't limited to restaurants. More importantly, far fewer than the many who claim to be foodies truly deserve the label. Authentic foodies, according to experts, not only crave new and different flavors, but also savor the exploratory experience of eating, learning, and discovering food. Naturally, the foodie lifestyle can be quite expensive, considering that restaurant prices have risen five and five and a half percent just between July 20 and July 21. Even cooking your own gourmet meals may be pricey. Grocery stores have risen their prices a three point five percent. Well, anyway, let's go on here. Fortunately, culinary hotspots across the U.S. offer plenty of affordable options for cash-strapped foodies. These wallet-friendly cities cater to diners who prefer to cook at home, explore the local flavors, or both. To determine the best and cheapest food scenes, foodie scenes, WalletHub compared more than 180 U.S. cities across 29 key indicators of foodie friendliness. Our data set has set ranges from cost of groceries to affordability and accessibility of high-quality restaurants to go festivals, food festivals per capita. Okay, enough of all that. Okay. Well, I I don't mean to put you on the spot, Scott, but you're the only person in here with me. Oh, yes, that that is true. You're accustomed to this. Yeah. Where would you guess the number one food city, foodie city is? Let's see. I'm going to go west coast this time. You're close. Let's see. Oh, okay. I'm not going to do Seattle. I think that's coffee. Not going to do L.A. Not going to do San Diego. Let's see. What would most people think would they would probably think L.A. or someplace like that? I'm going to say Portland, Oregon. You picked it on the nose. You're kidding, moi. Portland, Oregon. Wow. <laughs> it's um, number three in diversity, accessibility, accessibility, and quality, and number fifty-six in affordability. Okay, but bring them together, and the total score puts them at number one. Orlando, Florida, number two. Miami, Florida, number three. San Francisco, number four. Austin, Texas, number five. Okay, that's um, 
Here, come up and look over my shoulder. All right. So we stopped right here. I'm going to hit cities that I like, and then you, if I skip one that you like, you mention it. Okay, so Denver is number sixth, uh, seventh. Uh, Las Vegas, eighth. Seattle, ninth. Los Angeles, 11th. San Diego, 12th. Washington, D.C., where I've spent much time, 15th. Chicago, 18th. And the first showing for Ohio is Cincinnati at 21st. Pittsburgh, 22nd. That's a bit of a surprise to me. Good pizza. Good pizza, you say? Italian. Okay. Um, Charleston, South Carolina is a good one. Okay, let me go down here. All right. Louisville, 29th. Salt Lake City, 27th. I didn't mean to miss that. Buffalo, 26th. Rochester, 25th. Okay, keep going. Um, Indianapolis, 33rd. I, I swear, I... Folks, I mean, I, I like this city, but I've never found anything truly unique in Indianapolis. So I, I'm surprised at that. Philadelphia there, number 36. Good cheesesteaks. Okay, come up a little closer to the mic. Um, okay, 44th, Honolulu. <coughs> Honolulu. Boston, 50th. Now remember, the county is a total of what? 181? 182. So Boston was 50th. Cleveland, 54th. Columbus, 60th. Virginia Beach. 70th, and right before it, Baltimore, Maryland. Let's see, Nashville, Tennessee. Did you? Where, where, yeah, what, where, where was it? At uh, number 76. Okay. So we're about halfway through this report. Toledo is at 92nd. What? Oh, I'm out of time. Almost. We've got, we got a, about minute, a minute. minute left. Yep. Thanks for letting me know. Well, anyway. We would have been foodie-ing away. We can uh, do a little more on this tomorrow. Yeah, Just that was cool. finish the report up. But, um, let's see, we also have a thing here called, uh, oh, a terrible story, but we need to talk about it. U.S. records largest annual increase in murders. In six decades. Bad. We'll deal with it this week. And um, All right. Other things, too. Have a wonderful day out there, won't you? And uh, I think the sun's going to shine eventually. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H.
is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Vicki Barker in London. The Supreme Court back in session this hour and the future of abortion in America hangs in the balance. The justice is expected to hear a Mississippi case challenging Roe versus Wade, the 1970s ruling codifying women's right to abortion. Shannon Brewer is director of the clinic in Jackson. I've been here through a lot of different laws that we fought. This is the one that I can honestly say worries me more than any of them. The justices will hear arguments in the case in December, with Justice Amy Coney Barrett replacing liberal icon Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Abortion opponents hope this court could finally overturn Roe, with mostly conservative states ready to outlaw or greatly restrict abortion if the court sides with Mississippi. CBS's Jan Crawford says the ruling on that case could come in June. Coronavirus Johnson & Johnson reported ready to ask the FDA to approve a booster jab for its COVID vaccine. CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. Jonathan LaPook. This comes on the heels of a study last month showing a second dose of the J&J vaccine increased its efficacy in the United States against moderate to severe COVID to over 90 percent. A Virginia nurse under arrest for allegedly stealing and selling COVID vax cards. CBS's Linda Kenyon has more. Beth Ann Kierzak, a nurse at a Michigan VA hospital, is charged with stealing authentic coronavirus vaccination cards from the hospital and then reselling them for up to $200. The criminal complaint says she sold the cards across the metro Detroit area, primarily communicating with buyers via Facebook Messenger. Locals along Southern California's beaches grieving after an oil spill sends oil slicks onto once pristine beaches and wetlands. We love the wildlife around here. There's, you know, whale migration happening out there. There are super pods of, of uh, dolphins seals, and they're all going to suffer because of this. The leak's been contained. The cause isn't yet known. The beaches could be closed for months. Attention, Captain Kirk. A final frontier. William Shatner, star of that first iconic Star Trek series, is set to become the oldest person ever to go into space. The 90-year-old will take part in the next Blue Origin rocket launch from Amazon founder Jeff Bezos next week. More down-to-earth dreams now. What would you do if you win tonight's mega-massive Powerball? I plan on winning it big, buying myself a, maybe a yacht or, okay, uh, a house. I don't know, maybe a mansion? <laughs> <laughs> and a cleaner to go with it. Tonight's jackpot's expected to be $670 million, and your chances of winning a mere one in $292 million. Just after the open, 